Hey, podcast world. Welcome to another exciting, enthralling, and highly experimental episode of FNO InsureTech. Subtitled, It's Not What You Know, It's Who You Know. Oh, that was nice. What do you think about that? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know you were going to do that. I thought that was a nice uh, I snuck up. I snuck up on you, didn't I? Yeah. Ooh, it scared me. You want to ask me why <laughs> the subtitle today? It's not what you know, it's who you know? Yeah, why, why is that, Rob? Well, here's the deal. Let me tell you a little story. I like stories. Get comfortable. Relax. Put your head down. I okay, have some ready? milk. I'm okay. ready. You got some milk? Got some cookies? Mm-hmm. Warm. So many years ago, I got introduced to a gentleman named Tom O'Dowd. And Tom O'Dowd works for PLRB. And Tom's job is to run the expo at the big PLRB claims conference. And Tom and I became friendly with each other and I gave him feedback every year and he always told me that he really appreciated it. And over time, Tom has given me many, many, many opportunities and 470 in particular, our company, many opportunities to uh, really have a chance to take advantage of everything that the PLRB Claims Conference has to offer. And today is no exception to that. You want to know why, Lee? I would love to know why. Because today we are doing a podcast within a podcast with the podcasters from PLRB, the probably the largest organization of uh, property claims professionals in the country. I am very excited about this one. And the reason that it happened, ironically, is because of Tom O'Dowd, who said, hey, you should reach out to FNO InsureTech. He said this to his podcasters at PLRB. Why don't you reach out to FNO InsureTech and get them on the podcast? Thank you, Tom. I think that's wonderful. It's not what you know, Lee. But it's who you know. It's who you know. Today, we're going to get to visit uh, with Alicia and Mike uh, from PLRB On Demand, their new podcast on their podcast channel. And uh, I'm very excited. But what's unique about this one is that they're going to ask us some questions, and then we're going to ask them some questions. And very rarely does anybody ask us any questions. Uh, so this is new for us, but uh, I'm excited. So if you had one question that you wanted to ask me, Lee, what would it be? Well, Rob, that I, I don't know. I'll uh, put you on the spot there. Yeah. I, you know, like deep, like what's the meaning of life? Because I know what I would ask you. What would you ask me? What's it like running a marathon? Oh, that's a good one. It's hard. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing 26 some miles, right? It Yeah, the first one's hard. The second one's not as bad. And the third one, you know, it's okay. After that you move on to triathlons. Those are a lot more fun. Is that is that what you enjoy? Triathlons? I I like triathlons. They're my favorite. I um I like a good sprint triathlon. I enjoy an Olympic. Uh and then a half Ironman is okay. I could take it or leave it. Oh, okay. So there's, mm-hmm. you have a preference. Yeah, uh, that's, that's my preference. I enjoy triathlons. I enjoy everything about them. So basically. I like to read books and everything. You do like to read books. Mm-hmm. I read books on triathlons and I listen to books while I do running. Maybe yeah. like on this episode, people are going to hear us get interviewed, which of course never happens on our podcast. 
and pretty much Ever. never happens, period. But right. we're going to get interviewed today, which is cool. That was different. It gave me some empathy yeah. to be sitting in the interviewee's seat instead of the interviewer's yeah. seat, right? Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's harder. It's kind of like a, running a marathon. It's like running a marathon. It's like running a marathon. So Yeah, it's just Rob Beller saying, run faster <laughs> so you can finish your sentence. <laughs> I got to keep you on track, man. I got to keep it. That's yeah, my job. I appreciate that. It's my job. Thank I'm your you. handler. Thank I'm you. I'm your handler. Yeah. I'm your Chelsea. Appreciate that. That's right. So. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, so we are, you are about to hear our uh, special episode uh, of podcast to podcast with uh, the, uh, the people who run PLRB on demand, which um, is all part of the PLRB organization and the PLRB Claims Conference that is coming up soon. So this is a special edition, and we're especially thrilled to have you with us. And so I think without further ado, right? That is correct. Here is our interview and interview with PLRB On Demand. Welcome to a very special edition, highly experimental edition of our podcast, because it's not just our podcast. This is Rob Beller and Lee Boyd from FNO InsureTech. And today we're doing a combo podcast with our friends from PLRB On Demand, who are two uh, PLRBers. And, and, and who do we have today from PLRB On Demand? Uh, hi, everyone. This is Alicia Watley. I'm one of the meetings managers at PLRB. Uh, I am also probably the regular voice you hear if you've ever heard any of our pods. So it's great to be here. Thank you. And you also have Mike Broad. I'm the uh, assistant vice president over the educational team as well as the technical services team. And the part Alicia didn't tell you, she is also the voice of PLRB when you call after hours as well. So she's everywhere. Is she a bot? Is it possible that she's a bot? Well, we you never know. Please repeat. <laughs> Please repeat. <laughs> well, we're, we're thrilled. Uh, PLRB reached out to us uh, with the idea that maybe we could do a podcast together. So we're trying it, and, uh, and we'll see how it floats. And there's a few different things that we want to accomplish today. We're going to talk some about uh, InsureTech and, and some of the stuff that's going on there. And then we're also going to talk about PLRB and the PLRB conference. So we're kind of going to cover each what what we do in each other's turf and um, keep our fingers crossed and hope that it's a, a value-added episode for you all. Yes. Very good. Now, we're uh, from Alicia and I's standpoint, we're very excited to, to join you guys. I'm a longtime listener to FNO InsureTech and a first-time caller, so I'm really excited. <laughs> That's great. Welcome. Welcome. That's great. We're we're not actually podcast podcast hosts. We just play ones on television. So, um, oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's exactly correct. In fact, don't ask to see our credentials. We can make them up. It's fine. <laughs> so we're going to let Mike and Alicia kind of go first and pick our brains a little bit about what we do. Very good. Well, I'll start Alicia, and we're going to try to take turns here. So we'll see how that works. But Alicia's not good. Was sharing so. No. <laughs> so I guess from our end, guys, we're real familiar with your your podcast and really enjoy it. But there might be some, believe it or not, folks that have listened to PLRB on demand that don't uh, really know exactly what your podcast is about or anything about 470 claims management. So I was hoping 
and a three-part question to get it started. Can you tell us a little bit about 470 Claims Management and how you got involved with this whole podcast thing, and then why InsureTech? Sure, sure. 470 Claim Management is a nationwide independent adjusting company, and we do independent adjusting, field inspections, third-party administration, desk adjusting for a variety of carrier customers in the PNC market. We work primarily in the property area, which is why you know we're as familiar with PLRB as we are. And we are located in Waco, Texas. We're headquartered in Waco, Texas, and we work in all states and pretty much every day. We have uh, business going on in all 50 United States. And we got involved in this podcast kind of accidentally, more or less. Lee is, Lee, say hi, Lee. Hi, everybody. (laughs) There you go. Lee is our vice president of product innovation. And his job initially when he came to the company, how long have you been here, Lee? Right at three years. Right at three years. So when he originally came to the company, we had an idea that maybe we should be investigating all of this new technology stuff that we're hearing about. We weren't even necessarily three years ago hearing the term insure tech. Right. We were just hearing about new and different technologies that were out there. And so we we brought Lee on. Lee joined us as the guy who was going to check all this stuff out and find what was cool. Is, is that right, Lee? Yeah, that's exactly. And I went out and uh, really researched uh, all sorts of technologies. And my goal was... Uh, to find technologies that we can use in our everyday adjusting life inside of our office and with our field adjusters and uh, and to test them out. And I had the opportunity early on to test out uh, really the the founding technologies of, of InsureTech, uh, some of the uh, initial drone applications, some of the uh, inspection tools that were used in the field, uh, and then softwares that really allowed us to do some early on AIs. And uh, from that, Rob, it, it led us into this neat little world of uh, podcast. What we realized after doing this for eight months or so was like, wow, we, we've gained a lot of information about all these different technologies. And like Lee said, we were, we were involved with some of the insure tech technologies on the claims end uh, pretty early. Some of them aren't even here anymore. Some of them are gone. And that we that we even believed in and thought would be good. Some are, some of those are gone, and some have gone on and, and been successful, and they're still around today. And we thought, how do we, what do we do with all this knowledge we have? And one of us uh, said, well, why don't we do a podcast? And everybody laughed. And we, but we just kept talking about it, and um, we thought this is maybe something that the world would, you know, that the insurance world, that the property world, would like to hear about. So let's do a podcast. And when we originally started, we thought we would just have on guests who founded or worked in insure companies. That was our original idea. But right. Then what happened? Then what happened, Lee? Yeah. And what, yeah, from there we determined that our audience wanted to hear how are these technologies being implemented? Uh, how are they being funded? Uh, what is this whole world of InsureTech? Where do you go to find these companies? And so we started really venturing out and having guests uh, from the venture capitalist side, 
uh, from the generator side, from the conferences. Early on, we had uh, Caribou Honig came on and talked about InsureTech, and it really just grew into what uh, we ultimately found our audience wanted, and they wanted to know about the ecosystem of this thing called InsureTech. Yeah, and that's one of the big lessons that we've learned about InsureTech in general at 30,000 feet is that it's what is commonly called and referred to by people in the industry as as an ecosystem. It's not just about the technologies and the carriers. It's about all these other pieces and parts that help to support it, that help to finance it, that help to uh, publish it and publicize it, all these different pieces working together to help InsureTech penetrate into in, at least in our case, in the PNC world. But that's another thing we've learned is it goes way beyond the PNC world and into every aspect of insurance today from, from life and health. In fact, we're, we're about to have uh, our first episode with a InsureTech life insurer from life and health all the way through to, you know, cyber. Right. That's one of our key learnings is that it's a big, vast world out there. Yeah, Absolutely. So over the course of your 60 plus episodes of your podcast, what have you learned about how insurance companies should approach new technologies? So I can, I can talk about how many insurance companies a couple of years ago started and, and they were looking for the new toy uh, or, the, or the new technology. Uh, they were looking to see what was out there and how they could implement it to make things better. I would say early this past year, uh, we were able to see a, a change in, in carrier's paradigm where they were actually able to start looking and saying, I have a problem. Now I need to go out and find a solution and a technology to solve this problem. We uh, interviewed guests from QBE, Alyssa Hunt, and Alyssa actually talked about finding that problem and then going out and finding the technology or the solution that best fits the need that's there. And I think many, many carriers are doing that. Now, they're going about it in many different ways. Some are going straight to insurance technology companies. Uh, others are going to, uh, to generators and uh, venture-backed companies and uh, all sorts of conferences to find ways to solve their problem. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, that's what they're doing. Uh, they have moved to really saying, what's my problem and, and what can I find to, to get it fixed? And also what has emerged as a result of these various investigations by carriers is a more organized and thoughtful approach to innovation and insure tech and insure tech technologies at least the ones that we're exposed to, and there's there's far more beyond what we're exposed to, are are looked at as part of a uh, as part of an innovation whole, not just like Lee was saying, not just this is a really cool tool, how can we use it, but rather um, here's here's a corporate issue that we have to solve, a, a business problem that we have. How do we solve it? Are there technologies out there that can help us do it? And then a very thoughtful approach using innovation to do that. We've had guests on like Adam Kostecki, as an example, from Amica. And Adam runs or helps to run the innovation function there. And it's a very thoughtful, organized, uh, complex system that they've put in place in order to successfully integrate technologies into the carrier. So there's a lot going on on the carrier side 
and a lot. And there's, I mean, we've even had, um, we had a, a, an episode with a company called Rev One, and Rev One is a company that helps insurance companies like Grange Insurance, that helps them to create innovation and successfully deploy innovation inside their companies. So there's tons going on. Yeah, a lot of neat things. That's good. Very cool. So here I am, I'm an adjuster and I've just read an article online because that's what I do. And it says, well, a robot to take over my job. And there's like an 85% chance that yes, that's gonna happen. So we know that's not true, but if I'm an adjuster listening to us right now on my lunch hour, because I wanna learn something new or I'm a field adjuster out there driving around between inspections and I'm keeping current with what's happening in the podcast world by listening to this, I'm curious just to what's this whole insure tech thing mean for, for adjusters out there in the field or behind a desk? How fast are things changing and, and what can we expect to, to change on an adjuster's day in, day out desk? Well, I think that's a great question. Great question. And, uh, it, and it's something that we've been hearing at conferences for many years. I believe I was at a conference a, a year or two ago and they were talking about entering uh, jobs into this search on the internet and it would spit out the percentage and it was like 85% for adjusters that a robot could take your job. I think that insurance uh, technology is coming quick. I think it's been coming, but I think it's being implemented uh, at, a, at a very quick rate right now. Um, as a field adjuster myself, I understand that there is uh, a need for technology and I understand that it is there to improve uh, the the process because really what we're trying to do is to get uh, our, our customer served quickly and accurately, uh, really keeping a great customer service. And I think that's where we're going to use technology at. I think that's where we're going to see it. There is always a place for the adjuster and their brain and their skill set. Yes. Uh, we really rely on the adjusters at the desk and at um, and in the field. Uh, they have expertise that cannot be replaced. There's critical thinking that has not uh, been created in the technology at this point. Um, that being said, I think that we will see a shift in how the adjuster is used. Agreed. Uh, we are already seeing a shift in, uh, in skills moving from the field to a desk, allowing the field uh, to do more task. Uh, maybe not all of the task uh, that original adjuster used to do, but maybe a, a subset of a task, meaning an inspection only, uh, sending that data into the desk and letting them write. Either way, I, I think it's I think it's a good move, and I think it's something that done correctly and done thoughtfully is is going to be uh, good for the future. One of the things that we're seeing in this wave of innovation and in, in insure tech is there's movement. There seems to be a lot of movement from the field to the desk. Yeah. So adjusters are still cr critical pieces. They might not be driving around uh, from place to place as much. They may be sitting at a desk. We're, we're familiar with carriers. Uh, in particular, you see it on the auto side where many carriers have closed their drive-throughs down and, and, entirely and taken those adjusters and, and brought them into um, a desk setting where they can then receive the data. However, it's being uh, collected, they can receive the data, data and write up claims there. So somebody still needs to create an estimate. I, I listened to a podcast the other day and they were talking about doctors and AI and doctors. 
and what effect is artificial intelligence going to have in the medical community as far as doing diagnosis and things like that? And this, this physician was saying that what he sees is that the job of a doctor will evolve to now more, you know, end-to-end things, that they'll be using AI to help them with diagnosis, but a doctor is still very necessary for the human interaction, for the for the quality of care, for the bedside manner, for uh, all the human aspects that a machine can't do. And I think that we still very much see that in our work, um, that, the, the, that the human side of adjusting uh, is not going anywhere. Absolutely. And, and people want that interaction um, very much so. Now, they might want it to go faster and they might want it to be easier. And they might want it to be technology enabled, but um, but we don't we don't see that um, the human side's going away. Like Lee said, it's it's going to evolve. We have also seen uh, the the pendulum swing a couple of times over the years, where uh, insurance carriers really really uh, wanted to push to a fully uh, technology enabled solution and um, really putting all their resources in the adjuster at the desk and limiting the resources in the field. And we're starting to see that pendulum even swing backwards where there are now some carriers, not all, but some carriers are starting to put adjusters back in the field. Uh, so I think it's finding that that perfect spot, finding that that perfect place uh, to make sure that the that the human uh, aspect is there and that we can deliver the best customer service the best experience with an at you know with an accurate estimate agreed so everybody listening or driving in their vehicle right now can rest easy that more than likely that 85 percent number is not correct <laughs> well that's good to hear because i'm sure there are a lot of claims professionals right now looking ahead and thinking about the technologies to come and so what do you think the future of insure tech will look like that's a that's a that's big, a big question. question. <laughs> that's that's a that's a big question to answer in a minute. Is that a loaded question? I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking. How about two? There we go. I you know I think about as a as a desk adjuster in the world of uh, technology as it associates with claims. Really, I see AI and uh, machine learning from photos and from and from you know, human interaction being such a valuable uh, tool. So I think people who are willing to learn new technologies that use these tools are going to be very, very successful because that's that's the key. They have to be willing to pick up a new technology and move forward. So I would encourage all desk adjusters that if they uh, are planning to continue in this role, that they need to do uh, whatever is possible to learn the newest technologies. I was curious if we are one of those listeners that aren't familiar with the uh, FNO InsureTech podcast, is there maybe a, a sampler, a starter kind of podcast that you would have those folks listen to for their first one? You know, I do. I have some favorites. Uh, as for a starter, I highly recommend our 50th episode. Uh, we were on there, Rob, myself, and Matt. Uh, we were on there and able to talk about the first 50 episodes. And we had a really great conversation uh, rehashing through some of those. Um, I would I would start there. I think that's a great one. 
Uh, and then, of course, the one with Matt Fothery, I believe it was episode two or three. Uh, he really dives into our mindset behind some of this technology, where this idea of this podcast came from. And it's, uh, it's a really good conversation. Yeah, it's hard to choose. And you, you had a good point, Mike. It depends where you're coming from. Like if you're a field adjuster, you're a desk adjuster, you're a, a carrier executive, you might have different things that interest you. So um, on our website, which is fnoinsuretech.com, all one word. There's a lot of interesting content out there. Many from the carrier side, Dave Williams, Mick Zondori, uh, even our most recent one is with Kate Terry. Oh, that was a great one. Who was who was a senior vice president at Liberty Mutual. I, I mean, a really, really high in the in the Liberty Mutual organization has left to to do a startup called Surround Insurance, which is basically insurance for millennials. It's our new, it's our most recent episode, but that's a, it's a terrific episode. It's a great episode. Highly recommend that one. She was a great guest, but I just wanted to add one, uh, one thing. I think there's more opportunity in insurance claims today than there's ever been. And I'll go on record as saying that some jobs are going to change. I think, I mean, who listening to this podcast or doing this podcast right now can't acknowledge that technology has changed things in your life. I mean, just the fact that you're listening to a podcast is proof of that. So there's no difference in claims, but is, does that mean that the opportunities are going away? Not at all. Right. It just means that maybe they're moving some and there's there's tons of interesting opportunity. But we do invite you, if you want to say abreast of what's out there in the insure tech ecosystem, in the, in the insurance technology ecosystem, now's a good place. And I'll, I'll put out one more shout out if you don't mind, Lee. And that's for a newsletter that um, we had an episode with Sheffi Benhuda, who is the founder and editor at Coverager. It's a daily newsletter, coverager.com. You can subscribe to it for free. You should get that. And it's a great way to keep up on stuff that's going on. That's how I found it from your podcast. And yeah, signed up here just a few days ago. So yeah, it's really interesting information. So gentlemen, uh, you've both attended a PLRB conference before, uh, especially the claims conference. Uh, what can you tell your listeners about what it's like to attend one of our conferences? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is one word. That is good. There's one word for you. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> Rob and I have, have both attended quite a few PLRB uh -huh. uh, conferences. I'm in, double, I'm in double digits. I uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm seven, maybe seven or eight in, maybe six or seven. I should have known that before this. But yeah, we, we really enjoy it uh, as a service provider at the conference. Uh, it's a great time for us to get to know uh, our, you know, new clients. It's a great time to, to meet up with our old clients and to see what all is out there. Um, and then, uh, you know, to, to take some of the classes, to get some of the ed ed education and, uh, and, and to mingle after hours. We go to PLRB with very specific ideas and objectives. And I would suggest that for anybody, uh, certainly any of your member uh, or carrier people who are going to have specific objectives in mind that you want to accomplish. There is no other event like PLRB, where there's this vast collection of people from all parts of the claims industry as it exists today. Yeah. Uh, from all the way out there on the tech side to all the way out there to people who still fax claims back and forth and, and everything in between. 
And so no place can you be as effective and efficient as you can at PLRB. I know I speak for Lee and for Matt and for everyone else at 470. We come home from PLRB, we are 100% exhausted because, <laughs> oh, yeah. because we've tried to make use of every single minute mm-hmm. that there is, whether it be in meetings or um, looking at um, other service providers and what they're offering, meeting with them and talking with them. Uh, seeing old friends, uh, you know, when you, as you guys know, when you go to a conference for many years, you get to know people that you see again next year. And so it's a, it's a wonderful social opportunity from a carrier to be able to shop. I mean, we don't go to the malls anymore the way that we used to. What's a mall? <laughs> but it's like a mall. Every, everything that you need to shop for is there. And so take advantage of that. It's, it's, uh, it's a great thing. And for a service provider, it's great to have that many carrier folk gathered, you know, all at one time. And from our end, too, we know 470 Claims, you guys have been longtime supporters of PLRB, so we appreciate that as well. Mm-hmm. Happy to be a part. And that was great advice for anyone who is interested in attending one of our conferences to kind of have a have a focus of what you want to do and have that nice balance of work plus a little a little fun. A little fun. Not too much. Everything has to be everything has to be done by eleven o'clock. You know that. <laughs> oh yeah. Everything in moderation. Of course. Of course. By eleven in by eleven in the morning, you mean, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I I didn't say right. AM or PM, did I? <laughs> no, you did not. No, you did not. <laughs> we have uh, enjoyed you guys asking us questions, but let's uh, let's turn the tables now and uh, put Mike and Alicia in the hot seat. And now we're going to ask you the hard questions. What do you think about that? I'm a little scared, but okay. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Both Lee and I have been involved. Uh, what what we would consider our, ourselves being involved with PLRB for many years. I had the opportunity a couple of years ago, I was asked by Tom O'Dowd, I believe, to serve on the uh, on a, an advisory committee, a vendor advisory committee for PLRB. And I did that for several years and I've handed it off to, uh, to Janine Davis, who is our director of national accounts. And she's going to take, take the ball and run with it from here. But uh, what that enabled, what that entitled me to was to go to the annual meeting that you guys have every summer. And I got to really get a picture of what PLRB is. So our first question to you is, for a lot of people, when they hear PLRB, they think the conference. But you guys are so much more than that. Can you take a minute and tell us what the heck is PLRB? And, and what, the, what, what do you guys do and who pays for you and so on and so forth? It's interesting, and it's a good question because folks think of PLRB, and if a lot of folks think we are only the claims conference, so we get together once a year and we have this big claims conference, and that's what it's all about, and then we go on our merry way. But uh, the education piece of it is a huge part of what PLRB brings, but uh, we do the claims conferences. We have the main claims conference, which is huge, then two regional events that are kind of a smaller scale but still great educational opportunities for folks to attend and learn things. And we just started one that's a technology symposium that's kind of building on what, what you guys are doing with your podcast and trying to find who are these technology companies out there and what are they doing and how did those impact day in, day out kind of claim stuff. So those, and then the large loss conference is the other one that we're known for is where you get a bunch of folks together who handle large property or liability claims 
and kind of get them in and, and talk about through some actual claim scenarios and, and how do you handle them and how do you do them. So that's kind of the live educational stuff. And online, we have all sorts of modules for C credit if you want to get those. If you want to just take shorter kind of self-study type learnings on different areas, we have almost 100 now online courses that you can take. We do monthly webinars on different topics of interest for folks. So we have plenty of stuff online as well, as well as webinars. And then we have the other families at PLRB from the folks who do coverage research on the property side, coverage research on the liability side. We have a weather cat team that can send you all that cool data about what's happening with the weather. You can even as a member company kind of send in your policy information and we can overlay that over where an event is about to happen or has happened. So you can see what impact it might have on your insureds. They can also give you historical data on, hey, I have this claim for hail. Was there hail in that area at that time? We can help you research that or lightning strikes. So all sorts of cool catastrophe and weather related stuff. And then probably our newer one is our building codes group. So we have a group of folks here who are going out and finding every available building code in the U.S. and updating it to a to a site where you can come on. And so I have a contractor and I'm sure you guys have been out there on top of a roof and somebody's saying, well, you're going to have to uh, renail all these, this decking up here. Or you need to put some kind of a ice guard shield on here because it's up to code. And you're like, well, it didn't have it before. So do I owe it? So PLRB wanted to come up and say, hey, we can help you research that. Is that within code? Do you have to, do you have to replace it? And, and it gets to a point where it even, again, we're working on an app right now where you can actually download it while you're out there and look and see to make sure that, hey, exactly what area am I in? And is this the building code that that refers to that area or not? So we're much more than just the claims conference. All sorts of cool stuff happening here at PLRB. What does PLRB stand for, anyways? It stands for the Property and Liability Resource Bureau. Uh, so basically anything PNC related, we've got you covered. <laughs> Is a PLRB a nonprofit or for-profit? I, I never knew the answer to this. We are a nonprofit. And so is and so you have member companies. Those are those are are typically insurance carriers. Is that right? Is is a carrier they can be a member? Is is that right? Yeah, it started way back when is a, a group that started with just mutual companies and then expanded into any property and casualty insurer can be a member. And so any, we probably have about 75% of the, the largest PNC carriers are, are members of PLRB. And then we also opened it up a few years back to the two affiliate members, which you guys are part of. So any of the service providers that are also a resource for the insurance companies out there can also join PLRB as an affiliate member. Wow. What is uh, your take on this whole insured tech world? Are y'all liking it? Are you embracing it? Last year, we decided uh, to kind of tackle this insured tech and how it affects uh, how claims are being managed by offering a technology and claim symposium. So this was very new for us. We knew that there was a lot that was going on within the insurance world and with technology that we needed to address. And, you know, with us always first and foremost talking about education, we wanted to have our adjusters educated on what's out there for to actually to make their jobs easier to make to streamline any kind of processes so 
in June of last year, we had our first technology and claim symposium. Uh, I think it went really well. We had about 16 uh, sessions that addressed multiple multiple topics. Uh, this year, we're doing it again. Uh, some of the topics we're talking about are smart tech, um, uh, Internet of Things, the bridging of uh, virtual claims technology. So we know that's something that needs to be addressed, and that's something about PLRB that we always want to get ahead of what is necessary for the industry to do their job the best way they can. And from my end, yeah, Robin Lee, I appreciate your guys' podcast and all the information that you're bringing on in InsureTech because it, it is very helpful to us as well. We're, we're very, I call it a small but mighty team, so I have three folks on the meeting side and I have three folks on the education side. So we're a small team trying to keep up with a very ever-changing kind of technology world and, and trying to keep up with how that impacts claims. And then that's what we're trying to bring to our member companies. That's great. So is it is it just six of you within the PLRB organization who put on all these conferences? It is, but we get plenty of help from yeah, the other departments chip in and help us from expertise or training. And then that's where we really rely on folks like you and the member companies. I mean, everybody loves to volunteer and help us put on the presentations. And but yeah, it's a busy, it's it's a busy but fun job here at PLRB. Yes. That's wonderful. So at at PLRB, something that we don't get to take advantage of a lot is the is the classes that you have. We spend a lot of time in the expo and visiting and and explaining who we are and talking to our our clients and, and and potential clients. But can you tell us a little bit about the classes that you offer? I mean, it's it's hundreds of classes. Is that right? Yeah, the uh, claims conference, the big claims conference. Yeah, you know, we usually have right around a hundred courses and they can be on any curricula from property coverage to large property to casualty side. We have some leadership and management coursework, some stuff on the SIU and subrogation field. So all sorts of cool stuff. But since you guys are tech folks, I was going to hit on a couple cool classes Please. that you might want to attend if you can, if you guys can get out of the expo. Well, we'd have, to, we'd have to hit somebody up for a pass, but... All right, we'll, we'll help you I out. Think you, know, you, may know, you, know, you may know a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But yeah, even at the uh, at the claims conference itself, we wanted to have some kind of things on the technology front. So we have a one cool one that's my favorite because I love the name is Adjuster Efficiencies. Tap that app. How do you like that? Nice. Uh, yeah. No, it's not your grandma's PLRB. No. Not, not your not old PLRB. <laughs> so on that one, you can learn all about all the different cool apps that you can download that can help you do your job better as a claims rep. We have a couple on just artificial intelligence in general and, and how it affects workflows and how you do your job. Some cool stuff on the investigative side, like uh, social media. So digging into social media and what the kind of cool things you can uncover there that might help you on your claims investigations. And then one this year that's kind of new is we we hooked up with a member company rep and then got some of the folks at uh, Matterport and at Hover that are getting together to kind of talk about new technology that disrupts and, and how you're handling claims. It takes it kind of all the way from policy application. So what are you seeing before you even write a policy to now you've had a claim and how can technology kind of assist there? So. All sorts of cool little technology-driven things that maybe we can help you guys sneak into. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. Hover and Matterport, they're really changing the whole landscape uh, when it comes to these inspections. And there, there's many more of the insurance technology companies who will be there uh, in the expo. And we really haven't spoken much about the expo, but like we said, that's where we spend a large amount of our time. Can, 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 can you take a little bit of time and tell us about the expo? What, what can people find in the expo? The Expo is your best bet for any kind of networking and for many different types of uh, companies. We currently have 244 companies uh, exhibiting, uh, with 41 of those companies having a technology component. So, you know, you've got anything from your attorneys, your forensic accountants, your um let's see, your ALE, your restoration, anything that has anything to do about insurance on the service provider side, this is the place to be. Uh, that's where you're going to find find it all. And I would hit too, Alicia, that, you know, some were trying to, because I think some folks think of PLRB and you think of the P there and it's got to be about property. And so we're all about property. Well, we're also about, you know, the L in there. We're, we also got some liability stuff. So the cash, the end, we're starting to get more and more Folks from that end, either engineering firms, we've got some some of the medical bill review companies, some of the uh, independent kind of medical examination groups. So we're trying to build the cash to the end of the, uh, the expo hall as well. So you can all sorts of lines of business, all sorts of cool people to meet. So come on to the expo. That's wonderful. Well, we um, always enjoy getting to go to it. And for all of our listeners, we talked about uh, the PLRB Technology and Claims Symposium, and that is going to be held uh, in in Denver this year, June 17th through 18th. Uh, and then we're talking about the the big claims conference, and that's going to be in Washington D.C., March 8th through the 11th. So just right around the corner. So we really ab- appreciate the opportunity to get to visit with y'all, share our side, listen to y'all's side, and and vice versa. We we thank y'all. This was fun. We need this was fun. We need to do it again. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do we'll do a, we'll do a recap be, after all of this is done. <laughs> that's Actually, right. That's what we should do. We should do a recording while we're there. A little <laughs> recap, bring in some some people with us. We actually had an episode that we did last year from the conference uh, uh, where we gathered a panel of uh PNC executives, property executives, uh, and we pondered. And this is a this is on our uh, on our episode list. We pondered the question claims twenty twenty four, which of course was five years from twenty nineteen, or or you know what what are claims going to be like five years from now? So it was it was interesting, and uh, we may very well do something again this year. But uh, we'd love to see you in Denver. Maybe you know somebody who could get us an invite. I, you know what? I think I can figure that out. We'll work something out. You know somebody who knows somebody? Okay. Or who knows who knows who knows? Yes. <laughs> I got, I've got you covered. <laughs> well, listen, we uh, uh, we thank you guys for um, making this happen, for coming up with the idea. Yeah. And thanks to Brennan. Let's give Brennan a shout out. Hey, thanks, really, Yay, yay, Brennan, who was really the energy and enthusiasm behind this whole idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if this may, if all of this made any sense, it's Brennan's fault. So you can just blame him. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. This was fun. And uh, hopefully we can do this again. Deal. Looking forward to it. Bye now. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye, everybody. 
I like to experiment with different things, and that was a little bit different. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was when they came to us and talked about doing a podcast uh, with both of us, and we could both publish it. I thought, what a neat concept! I've never heard of that. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. Uh, I I don't get asked a lot of questions. In fact, you never ask about me, Rob. Well, is there stuff I should, <laughs> is there stuff I should be asking? No, I'm. I've, I've just determined that you know I've, I've realized that uh, that we've gone through a lot of our our podcast life, and we might not even know that much about each other. Okay, well, why don't you share something <laughs> with me about you? I don't. I no. I don't, why don't we not do that? How about if we share something about each other that we know with our audience? Okay. Okay. Did you know that Lee Boyd <laughs> has one of the largest, if not the largest, Christmas light display of anybody in the city of Waco? It is extraordinarily big and large, and people come from all over the Waco area just to drive by and see it. That that is true. That was a good one. Your turn, Lee. And, and and podcast audience, did you know that Rob Beller used to make women's clothing? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. From from the clothing industry to the insurance world, he is a one of a kind. I did not wear women's clothing. <laughs> you did not wear it. That I'm I'm aware of. I made you it. just that is true. Made that it. is a true story. That is a true. Yeah. I didn't know that. And you told me that one time and I'll never forget that. Apparently the lessons not. learned and making women's proof. clothing. Well, we have digressed. Thank you so much to our friends at PLRB. Yes. Who have been uh, terrific to us through all the years. I also want to shout out to Tom O'Dowd, who is our connection to the inside of PLRB and has been so good and supportive of us to, for so many years. And thank you, Tom. Thanks for all you do. You, um, you are a maker of success and I appreciate that. And thanks to uh, Mike and Alicia and Brennan for having us on today as guests. Yeah. And also as podcasters. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that you get to do both sides of the coin. And, but I won't let an episode end without saying, Goodbye, everybody.